0: Welcome back to the Real Love Podcast. I'm your host, Justin. Here with us today, my friend for a long time, Zach Stevens. Pastor Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I am Zach Stevens. Uh, again, we how long have we been friends? Uh, or we've known each other for 25, 25 years. 25 years, yeah. 25 years. Um, we'll be friends soon, I'm sure. At sure. Uh, some point. So, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, you may know me from being on staff at Faith Promise. Uh, I get the privilege to be our chief of staff, so I love and serve our staff in a lot of ways. but. Uh, been on staff for 13 years, but uh, more importantly, uh, I've got an amazing wife, three awesome kids, and so, uh, man, I just uh, love what, what God's doing right now. So, Super blessed. Yep. Hey,
0: so today you're going to talk to us about, um, about achieving revelation mm-hmm. in your time with God, and for our, some of our listeners, maybe that's a new thing for them. Maybe they don't even know how to how to look for that. Or yep. That's something that, that they know is even possible. So why don't you talk to right. us a little bit about um, how you go about looking for that?
1: Yeah, and so actually I, w- I want to start by asking you guys uh, a few questions, but uh, for me in this time, we're talking about uh, value-add content. We're talking about doing and saying things that matter uh, to to you that'll make your life better. Yep. And so I think a lot of times we think of that more on like a, a consumer basis. Like I, I have to... Where am I going to go to get that? Yeah. You know, how, like what can I subscribe to or, or whatever that looks like? But so let me ask you guys uh, what, whenever I say um, like seeking revelation or I say like how you're growing, what's that look like for you? How do you grow? How do I grow
0: personally? Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts with a couple of things. Like I can always tell, um, I think a, a good barometer for me is how I conduct myself around the people that matter most to me. And so I, I, I feel if I'm able to be more because we, we all put on a face when we're in public and like we can fake a lot of things but you can't fake it around your house and so when I'm loving when I'm encouraging when I'm spiritually encouraging to my wife and kids I, that's usually a good barometer to me that I'm 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 headed on the right direction spiritually yeah for me like I, it starts with it's got to start with the word of God and it's something it's a book that I've read many times uh, especially like especially in the New Testament I've I've read it through dozens of times in my life but it, um, for me it's about what's the, what, what is God saying to me and listening don't don't just let it be a story that you hear over over again. but listening like what can I take away from this what's a nugget that I can take and apply to my life yeah anytime I approach the word and then me also being a worship leader like I I have to discipline myself to not just get up there and sing and play but let it actually be communion with God and that happens both on and off the stage because I can get so focused on the music and, and the singing and the playing and all the stuff that I do in the natural that I forget that it's a supernatural experience.
1: Right. Yeah. And I, I think I'd love for the people listening or watching to think about that. How do you, how do you grow? You know, do you, do you have a, most things that we really care about, we have a plan for it. Right. You know, we, we have something that we're going to, we're, we're going to, hey, I'm going to do this. And actually something you said made me remember, there's a guy named Pete Scazzaro, you know I'm talking about? He wrote a, he wrote a book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It's mm. a great book. But he was on a, uh, a podcast recently with Kerry Newhoff. And he's all about, you know, if leaders are healthy and all that jazz. And he actually said one of the best ways to find out somebody's healthy is to ask their spouse. And I heard it, and so did the guy who was conducting the podcast. He heard, like, ask their spouse, like, if that person's healthy. So, like, if my, my wife, Rachel, asking her if I'm healthy. But what he meant was ask ask her or ask her if she's healthy right so like if you want to know if I'm really healthy as a man of God as a leader ask her if she's healthy because if I live in a house and she's she's it's okay for her not to be healthy for her to be in emotional or spiritual physical turmoil then I must not be in a great place I I love what you said and just Mm -hmm. just building on that but um and and we're gonna talk about some practical ways to to hear from God I, I think that's a I think that's a real precious commodity for anybody who would call themselves a believer or anybody who wouldn't say they're a believer, but gosh, who wouldn't want to hear from God? But let me ask you this. I think that we've been following God for a long time, and yes. we've, we've, we, we have godly parents and, and all that stuff, so I think we, you can take things for granted you know, when, when you have something like that. But uh, no matter, no matter uh, what your parents were like, at some point, your, ha- your faith has to become your own. Absolutely. You know, as some, as some, and I, I think back, you know, even in the Old Testament, a lot of times God is referred to as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, they have, uh, I follow the God of Pastor Chris, or I follow the, the, the faith of my parents. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a point, and I think one of the tipping points for it to become your own faith is whenever you spend the time to delineate between what's just your inner monologue and what is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's so good. Whenever you were, when you were growing up in the faith, right? Mm-hmm. What What's your thoughts on that? Did was Was there a period where you really thought um, to find clarity between, hey, what What's just what What What's just my thought? Oh, sure. And what's What's God speaking to me? What What'd that look like for you?
0: Yeah. So I. I th- I think like you said, you and I both were raised by Christian parents grew up in church. Like I was there pretty much when the door, like mm-hmm. from the time I was born, I was there when the doors were open. So there, there is something you can take for granted. And so I think about how I, how I take the gospel and, and share it with my, cause I got four kids of my own and how do I share that with them? And if they never progress beyond that, like where, if they never take and grow, like where does that leave them? And mm-hmm. so for me, especially when, when I hit college, and uh, you know i had to make a decision that like because i wasn't obviously like my parents were great and they brought me to church i had to make a decision is this something i'm going to really commit my whole self to or will it just be something cultural for me and so i had to i had to start breaking that apart and figure out how much of this is just uh, the way of interacting with god that i learned from watching mom and dad do it and learn from church and then how much is stuff that i've learned from my own personal experience and so it was it was learning from people like your parents and obviously my parents built the foundation but then like the stuff your parents taught me and some of my other leaders taught me to interact with god on my own that i began to really probe at uh, what spirituality meant to me and what investing time with god meant to me and what having revelation from god meant to me
1: yeah no that, that's so good and uh, you talk about like, i think it's huge anybody who's listening who's a parent i think it's massive and I, i'll tell you like i i my degree is in the Bible essentially, yeah. and you still feel inadequate to disciple your kids. Mm-hmm. And so, anybody who's a parent who's participating in this, I just want to encourage you: just do it. Just just be obedient and and just get it. I I use the Kids U Version Bible app. It's so good. And we just we just go through it, and you you can earn it. They they've they've made it. It's unbelievable. The Kids U Version Bible app is so good. So we use that, and we talk about it. I I, I just think that's massive. Rach and I are working on a uh, a. Um, a breakout for parents, and we sat there at home. We prayed. What's the most important things that parents should know? And we really came to parenting on purpose, which mm-hmm. leads into um, what I would say. And I, I'm going to give you some practical ways to, to how I hear God's voice anyway on a, on a consistent basis, and, right. and how it how it moves me and changes me. But um, I, I really I really thought a lot about that growing up. Uh, I, I got called to ministry at a young age, and I got the privilege to. Uh, preach at, at, at a young age and so processing like what's my voice what are my thoughts and what are God's voice like what's God's voice like what's his thoughts and that that was a beast for me you mm-hmm. know it's just it's just hard and I, I think that doubt um, and fear anxiety I think those are some of the uh, most choice weapons of the enemy on us um, but I what what I came to is I came to if it Honors God and I hear it. I'm just going to assume it's Him. Right. And so, and but because really, honestly, the most important thing, in, in my opinion, the most important thing is not hearing, but uh, obeying. You mm-hmm. know, in James 5, it talks, it, you know, David talks about, you know, hey, show me, show me your, 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 your faith. I'll show you my faith by my works. Right. You know, faith without works is dead, all, right. all that stuff. But, but I, I really do think the reason that we're to hear God's voice is to it, it is to it is to be obedient mm-hmm. is to do those things and uh Drew what what was that was it a was it Ephesians 4 we preached out of a few weeks ago about losing the sensitivity
2: uh yeah yeah the the message that you gave
1: yeah I, but i think that part in there about losing sensitivity to the holy spirit um, i i think that's what got that's what's gotten us in the, the world that we're in right now mm-hmm. where people are so desperate for what does my political party think or what does this influencer think or all that kind of stuff. I mean, do we put near that sort of, uh, virtue, that sort of, um, anticipation, that sort of just almost like an anxiety to hear, right. uh, There's people that I follow that I look for their post every day, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I want to see it. Like, do we look for God's post every day? Right. You know, do we, do we want to see what that, cause i know that the bible doesn't change but it's a living word like it's there for what we need so but whenever we hear from and we don't obey we end up losing that sensitivity to it you know and so uh again so let me ask you how how do you hear god's voice now so like if you were if you're like on a consistent basis you're wanting to you're wanting god to speak into your day-to-day life like how, how do you pursue that practically
0: uh, well, it has to come through prayer, and uh, you have to cultivate that discipline of learning to listen to God, because we get so fixated on bringing our request to God, which is a scriptural thing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but at the same time, taking time to, in your prayer, be silent and hear. That's the first thing, and um, honestly, like, I, you talked a second ago about how do you differentiate between your inner monologue versus this is God speaking to you, I think the more you seek to align the inner man with the purposes of christ the more your inner your inner monologue whatever you want to call it your conscience sure will point you back to the things of god by default yeah and so like if you're looking for if you're looking for revelation on hey should i take this job should i should i do x or y like you you, hopefully you have made yourself so in tune with god that you know which choice will like you said glorify god and give Him the most honor and glory. And you can, pers- even if even if you don't necessarily hear God saying, "You should take this job or you should marry this person," or because it doesn't always work that way for every right. person. But you can you can passionately pursue the things of God. You can immerse yourself in His Word, and you can use that as a measuring rod to know this. I believe will give me the most. This this will bring God the most glory. Right. And so you train your inner man to want the things of God. Right. It's almost and, like Psalm sorry sorry it's like Psalm says like if you delight yourself in the Lord and he will point your desires towards towards his towards his purposes you know right what
1: I mean? oh yeah and I, I think that we it's it's funny I do this and maybe maybe you guys are all more spiritual than me but I want God to give me these big deep revelations sure. of uh, you know where where's the next campus go right you know, who's the next campus pastor um, uh, you know just w- whatever it might be I'm asking these huge things but if he asked me to pray for somebody at the grocery store and I'm too busy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, or why, why would he trust me with something that's like this big, bold thing? Sure. And I, I can't be obedient. And that, and that goes back to, again, if, if you hear something, and I, I think that this would revol- revolutionize, I don't think just faith promise. I, uh, just I think the church at large, our, our, our nation, our world, if believers just, whenever they hear something, if it, if it is biblical which again goes back to we, we have to be in the in God's word you know right. uh, so he can bring that to our heart and our mind uh, but but also so so that we can if we're just be obedient like what he could do through us but so for me uh, going back that the question hey how how do how do I hear from God that's one of the things I'll pride myself on something I really desire is I, I want to get revelations from God mm-hmm. um, and, and and there's a couple parts of that that I, I want to make sure that we talk about but uh, there's some people listening that when you talk about getting a revelation from God that seems pretty lofty that seems sure. uh, that seems wild but you're like what, um, what, why would God talk to me Exactly. It, but I, um, I, I think I think that's it is that whenever we look at how our life and and the Bible uses the ship analogy a lot you sure. know and and uh, it talks about it in Ephesians 4 it talks about it in James chapter one not to be tossed back and forth but whenever if if the content you're taking in, this guide in your life if it's if it's wor- if it's the world, and not the word, and you're going to be tossed all over the place. Absolutely. So, um, g- going back to that revelation from God, that is not something that's for just Pastor Chris. That's nope. not something that's for uh, people who are paid to work at church. I think uh, I, it, it, it's just crazy. It, it would be like you know JL, since she's my, she's the oldest, since she's uh, what, since she's the only girl. Whatever it is, I only talk to her. I mean, there's a reason. God orchestrated it where we're, He set up that to be Abba. He set up to be our Father. You know that, and again, not everybody has a great relationship with their dad or, or whatever that may look like. But I, I think part of what's so special about that analogy is so, something so special about that reality is that you know he, want, he wants to talk to us. He wants to hear from us. And so, the, as we talk about getting a revelation from God, I think that it's massive. It's so so big um, that we know that God wants to give that to to any of us. He no question. He wants to talk to us. So. Again, so what it looks like practically for me, uh, again, I, I, I think that there's value, just in us dialoguing about it. But I, I'd love to give you some how-tos. I'd love to give you some tangible things to do. Um, and so for me, I follow the Bible reading plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so right, well, right now I'm doing two things. I'm doing the Bible reading plan, uh, Faith Park Bible reading plan, and then I'm also doing I do the New Testament once a quarter. And I do the New Testament on the you version, the adult you version app, and I, a lot of times I listen to it. And I, high, I highlight while I'm in it, whatever. Uh, but that, that's what I do, is I, I do those things. And so I, I do the Bible first. I'm doing the Faith, Promise, Bible reading plan. And I'm mm-hmm. not like a super fast reader. That's, that's not me. You know, there's people who can just speed read it. That's not me. It probably takes me 15, 20 minutes to do that. The Faith, Promise, Bible reading plan. And then three to five chapters out mm-hmm. of the New Testament, somewhere in there. And you don't have to do that. But at least the Faith, Promise, Bible reading plan, and then what I'll do is I pick because because you first you have two I'm gonna talk about two things first you have reading the Bible and then you have prayer mm-hmm. and I think both those things are very daunting for anybody they're daunting for me at times but I think they're daunting for people at times actually what as you you've been in church you've discipled a lot of people what what have been some of the biggest um, the biggest reservations that you've heard people have from getting into their Bible
0: uh, a lot of them a lot of times people don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Once they do pick a place to start, it's hard to understand like what it. Because there's sometimes there's a lot of words or there's a lot of concepts <laughs> in there that are. If you're new to the faith, if you're new to Christianity, it's gonna be hard for you to unpack without some kind of context or some kind of reference to accompany you. And so, like if you just go to the if you just go to the bookstore and pick a Bible off the shelf, you're not gonna have that necessarily. Right. And so, learning to find the resources to accompany your study is a big. Uh, is a big step for some people. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff online, honestly. I know your dad likes blueletterbible.com. Mm-hmm. That's got a ton of helpful stuff. Um, and a lot of times, like, it, your, your Bible will have an index or a concordance in the back. Uh, you can check cross-references, that kind of stuff. But
1: I, I think that that, I mean, honestly, um, I, I think that that's even probably a little bit deep. <laughs> is it? I, I Well, I think so. You talk about Blue Letter Bible. I mean, you're, yeah, you are would go to that to get, like, Greek and Hebrew and sure, stuff. Sure, sure. I, think, I don't think most people... That's where they are. Right. Um, I honestly, you know, you talk about the Bible, you talk about getting into it. First mm. of all, I think the best place to start is John. I agree. I think John, the gospel of John. So it's it's broken up into two, the Old Testament and the New Testament, right? And if you if whenever you think about the uh, the testaments, right, it just just to give you a little Bible trivia uh, today, uh, essentially the Old Testament, New Testament uh, uh, those are that's called the Testament is another word for covenant or promise. Right. So the old one, uh, the promise before Jesus, and the promise after Jesus. But either way, I, I really think that the best place to start is in John, um, and just to give you something like that. But then I, I think that the best thing to do is a, is a ap, like a practical conversation right. with somebody. Again, at Faith Promise, we do groups, um, and I think that's massive. But either way, I, I want to make sure that, that we stick on this. So the Bible, and again, I, I think you're hearing uh there's three guys at the table who have we, we've been at studying the bible for a long time mm-hmm. and it feels daunting and again i think that that is the enemy trying to cut us off from our lifeblood there from god's word there's still um, things i don't understand uh, I've,
0: I've been reading it for 35 years now
1: hundred percent so. and again i i don't think it's about understanding i think it's about obedience right you know it's living by faith not by sight but so again going back practically what i'll do is i will read I read uh, th- those two sections of the Bible, like we talked about, like the Bible reading Plan. And if you do the Bible reading Plan, it's got Old Testament, New Testament, Proverb, and a Psalm. It's 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 cut up pretty good, so you get a, a good variety in there. But what I do is I pick one to three verses, mm-hmm. and and I, as I'm go- I don't stop and pick it. Then I like a I highlight or I, I, whatever I'm I, I highlight in my Bible. I don't know some people think that's sacrilege. So I highlight, and then what I do, it forces me to go back. It forces me to go and to review the ones that I marked, right. and then I write them down in my Bible. Um, and so what that does is that transitions me into my prayer time. Um, and so I go from there. That, that, that And again, all, just let me remind you, all this is about getting revelation from God. All this is about um, not just waiting on Pastor Chris or myself or anybody to give you a word, on the weekend or on, on social media, which we're happy to do that, and it's an honor, it's a privilege, and we love desperately to be able to do that. Um, but th- this really is, I mean, I, I, we're expected to do this. It's a personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to have the faith of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob or the faith of Pastor Chris or the faith of your parents. We want you to have your faith because you have a purpose uh, to, to achieve what God's called you to. So what I'll do is I'll get into God's Word, and I take it down, and then I write it. So let me ask you this, Justin. How, how do you get into prayer? Like, how, how are you—so if, if you boil down uh, growing as a believer, I think you shrink it all the way down to, you know, the, the Word, prayer, and community. Right. So how do you get into prayer? I think that's another daunting discipline for believers of all maturity.
0: Right. So when I was taught to pray a long time ago, I mean, uh, there was a model given to me, uh, and you may know it, it's the Acts model. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think you just start building a foundation— uh, so it's an acrostic, it's A-C-T-S, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, which is a fancy Bible word for, this is what I need you to do, God. So, you, But it always has to start, first off, with adoration. I'm going to center myself on what I know to be true about God. So I'm going to start by worshiping and thanking Him for who He is and giving Him praise. And that helps reinforce His position, my position, and almost helps. It, it, it's recentering because it grounds you in the truth about what is true about God. Confession, that's a biblical thing. Uh, I think it's for, 1 John 1, 9, like confess your sins. Uh, so again, that comes back to again, acknowledging your position that he, you are always in need of forgiveness. Even if you are forgiven and under the blood, we still, like we still blow it every day, right? You right. and I both, like we would say that we sin every day. And so still coming in humility, because that, that, that's a way to build humility in your life is to Regularly confess your sins, Thanksgiving, and acknowledge. Just take some time to be thankful, and you'd be amazing how that changes your mood mm-hmm. and your perspective on God. And then finally, once you've done all that, and you've come to God, you've worshipped Him, you have, uh, you've confessed your sins, you've thanked Him for how much He has blessed you. Because like we could, we could sit here for the rest of the day and, and just list how much He's blessed us. Mm-hmm. Then and only then do you go to God and say, God, please help work in this area. And we, so quickly we get that out of order and we come to God with what we need rather than first reminding ourselves of who he is why he's worthy of worship everything he's done for us and our position in need of his forgiveness yeah and so for me like when i was taught that way it almost helped like redefine cuz you know like you pray simple prayers thank you god for the food yada yada when you're a kid right. when i was taught that way it helped recenter what pur- what the purpose of prayer was cuz it's not just me talking to god and asking that's part of it. I'm I'm not just asking God for things, uh, but there's so much more to it, because it, it's me. Again, that, it's a way to worship God. It's a way to humble yourself before the Lord of the universe. It's yeah. a way to express your thankfulness, and then also it's a way to make your request known to God, because totally. all those things are are scriptural.
1: Yeah, and I, and th- there's so many different ways to pray. I think that's huge. You know, for me, I I do that where I get in the Word, and then I, I'll tell you this, and I have one more question, and we're and we'll we'll be done, but. I get in the Word, I'll grab those one or two, three passages, I'll write them in my Bible. And what that gives me an opportunity to do is that gives me an opportunity to, I, I'm not just praying what I feel, you sure. know, again, like doing what you're saying, but it gives me an opportunity to every day for God to ingrain some of His Word into me. Mm-hmm. And I don't have great handwriting. I wasn't the best student, but it, it, it gives me an opportunity to put everything else out and write it down. And I, actually, one more thing that I'm going to share that's been huge for me, but I write that down, and then I just and I'm I'm asking God for, uh, really Romans uh, twelve one and one and two, but Romans twelve two says not to be, uh, to not to be conformed to the pattern of this world, be transformed by renewing your mind, and again like we do that through His Word, mm-hmm. but going back to what you said it, probably ten minutes ago when you were talking about not just not just like asking God for stuff, not not just but but listening i yes. and i think that's huge and, mm-hmm. and john maxwell one of the pastors mentors says that's all his prayer time now is just waiting and anticipation and listening and so what i try to do is i try to ask god at least one question a day and and stop mm-hmm. and that's so good. probably the best question which i want to ask you and i encourage you if if you're with us to to stop and think about this question so one of the verses i pray almost every day in my life verse galatians 220 you know, Paul writes in Galatians 2:20, "I died of myself in Christ, and no longer I who live, but Christ who lives mm-hmm. in me." And uh, that that verse really shaped me. And for some reason, on uh, it's just a couple days ago, on September 2nd, I was, I was I was just I was writing that down, and then God just stopped me, and and I just wrote, "What would be? What would what would I do different? Oh, sorry, what would you do different? So if that verse was true today, if if I really were to live, it's not no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me." Um, what would Jesus do differently today than what I plan to do today? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's great. And so, and I, I won't put you on spot like that, but um, <laughs>
0: it'll it be a long and exhaustive exactly, last But sure.
1: I'll give you a little bit of my answer, but uh, I think it's a great question. I've been asking myself that every day now when I review my calendar and I think, hey, what would, what would, what would you do? And just to tell you, uh, I had a today. I mean today, man, it's just hard. It's just hard. Um, and. Part of what Jesus would would do if he lived my life today is he would say he'd say the hard things too. Yep. You know I I, I believe that he's gonna he's gonna share the gospel the good news, but he's gonna say the hard things too. He, he didn't he didn't hold back on the Pharisees. He didn't he didn't and uh, and so but for me the biggest thing that God really laid on me uh, obviously share the gospel build relationships, but what what the, what God really laid on me that he would do is that Jesus would just wait. On God you never see Jesus rushed Mm -hmm. and for me I I so desperately want to see faith promise grow and I want to see God move and I want and all the things I want are good but it's so funny how the enemy takes me wanting good things from God and because I want them done so bad I make them about me Mm -hmm. Um, and he robs all my joy he robs all my peace robs all my patience and so just to recap God desperately wants to give us revelation absolutely And so, and and the ways that we would do that is through the word, and and then again, taking that word, using it to transition to prayer, writing a couple of things down that God may be speaking to you. And then what I want to ask you to do is I want to ask you to ask God one question that you got out of that scripture and wait Mm. and listen Mm -hmm. and write down what he says. And I, I sincerely think if we could get to where we're doing this three, four, five times a week, man, it would just be a game changer. And... I think he's, he's a good, good father. Absolutely. He's going to answer us. And so I, I just think our lives would be desperately more enriched Absolutely. If, if we'd be seeking revelation from God.
0: Right. Drew, you have any final comments for us? Any corrections? Uh, yeah, and a couple of things.
2: Uh, one of the things you guys talked about was ways to spend time with God. And a couple of things uh, found and just made note that you guys said schedule a time if it's something that matters to you. Ooh, schedule good. a time. Yeah. Um, an idea is a closet retreat. Uh, most people's closets uh, may not have room on the floor, but you can always make some room, j- just enough for you to sit down, have mm-hmm. a closet, retreat a time with God, use drive time wisely. Uh, what Pastor Zach said, write out scripture or write out something that God said to you, actually physically write it down with a, a writing implement of some mm-hmm. variety. Um, pray a Psalm, listen to worship music. Obviously a verse, uh, if you're wanting to memorize a verse about prayer, classic 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Uh, The prophet Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 12 talked about prayerlessness being a sin. Um, So that's something if you want to look up, uh, read about. Obviously, the prophet Samuel is a guy who knew about meeting with God. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thought you guys might find this interesting. The term quiet time, where it started, um, it actually started in the 19th century. Um, A couple of guys came up with it. It was picked up Uh, by InterVarsity, the Navigators Campus Crusade for Christ, and eventually Billy Graham in the 1950s. That's when it really boomed. But when it first was coined, the term quiet time, it actually was also called in that moment the quiet hour. Hmm. So if you're curious about, Hmm. oh, how long should a quiet time be, when literally the term quiet time was coined, it was actually interchangeable with the concept the quiet hour. So Hmm. maybe that's a good idea for having how long your devotional can be. If you can... Make sure to schedule that kind of time, Justin. And you may,
1: you may have to grow into an hour. Yeah. You have to grow into that, that grow for sure. Into an hour. But that's yeah.
2: what that's. It's just interesting that that's where it, it came from. Is that idea?
1: Yeah. Can I ask something? Something you said sure. real quick. And I was sassed about going too long, but I really think it's Drew. Let's blame Drew. You <laughs> yeah. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two things. One, he talked about when you have your time with God. Uh, something that was told to me. it's A little old school, but uh, in Ephesians six, it says that we're. It talks about put on the full armor of God. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of us relegate our time with God to before we go to bed, like we just read till we fall asleep. But why? Why would you wait to put on the full armor of God and go to sleep? Um, you know, why would you not do it before you go into battle each day? All the monsters are under my bed. All the monsters on your bed. That, that's, a, that's a great. Um, or, well, you you had triplets, so that's probably very true for you. Yeah. Uh, but then also, I look at it as tithing. So the tithe is the first, the best part. Yeah. And so I give the first part of my day. Uh, to God, and so I can survive the day, but. Mm, Uh,
2: Justin, you talked about acts, so just to bring that back around for anybody that's looking to remember that again, so acts, adoration, worship, who God is, Mm -hmm. uh, confession, spotting, and confessing the sin that's in your life, as Justin said, it also helps you with humility, thanksgiving, thanking God for what he's done, supplication, which is just a fancy word, for God, please help me, Mm-hmm. Um, reading the Bible, a couple of things. Guinness Book of World Records. Any guesses how many copies of the Bible have been printed just off the top of your head? Oh, gosh. Um, five billion. I I'll say three billion. Are you serious? Did you look this up before? No. It's five billion copies. No. Oh, ah, five nice. Five billion copies. The next closest is in the, in, is in the hundreds of millions. What's, so the Bible is... Uh, I, I think it's the Quran at uh, 800 million. Oh, there we go. Um, is it really five yeah, billion? Five billion copies. That's an estimate. They, there's no way to know. So it, it happens
1: just, when you pray, people. It's, it's a lot of a lot, lot of
2: Bibles out there. Uh, the two websites that, that uh, Justin and Pastor Zach talked about, BibleGateway.com is yeah. a great reference. Blue yes, letter, Blue letter um, If you're a Faith Promise, or even if you're not a part of Faith Promise, the Bible reading plan is actually available. FaithPromise.org forward slash Bible hyphen plan that's faithpromise.org forward slash bible slash plan uh for parents wanting to know more pastor zach and justin also talked about the UVersion version bible app for kids so this good. is a great mm-hmm. website you can go um, it's available on uh google play uh apple store but it's uh bible.com forward slash kids if you want to go online check that out pastor, pastor zach, zach you asked about, about the message uh that we shared at faith, faith promise. promise it was, it was week, week seven, seven of fresh, fresh wind it's on, on ephesians 4 report. sensitivity to the spirit you can mm-hmm. find that faithpromise.org forward slash sermons. Proverbs 3, Justin, you were asking, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the mm-hmm. Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. And then the last, uh, uh, Pastor Zach shared a book of John uh, in the New Testament. It's the fourth book in the New Testament. I'd give you a page number, but five billion copies of the Bible. The They're page all The numbers vary right. a little Well, obviously, bit. Like I microwave. know it's on
1: page 1,500. That's a
2: that's a large print Bible. Five hundred? Do you need readers with those? Seven hundred <laughs> comes with the magic like the, the
0: magic glasses. That's all I had. Awesome. Thank you for that, Drew. Well, to wrap up today, it's been great word. Thank you so much, Pastor Zach, Thank for you. sharing that with us. Again, Revelation, if you pursue it, it will absolutely I, I don't wanna I, I don't wanna I don't think it's overstating it to say it will absolutely change the way you mm-hmm. live. It will change the way you walk it will change the way your relationships function and it will help you become more in tune with what god designed you to be because he has an amazing plan for you and for every single person mm-hmm. we love you we want to continue to add value to you. Uh, we'll keep posting these podcasts tell your friends about it share it uh, and uh, pass along the link to all the platforms that it's on we love having you guys and we'll see you next